Hi, this is Pastor Wade Foy coming to you from First United Methodist Church of Lake Jackson. This is our weekly message. We're so glad that you have joined us. We hope this message will bless you. Studies show that the last word someone says to them is remembered, or the last thing done is remembered. That whatever happens last sticks with people. This makes sense when we look at those that we have loved and lost. I still remember the last time I visited my dad before he passed. And I'm sure each of you has a loved one that you remember the last time that you spoke with them or the last time you spent with them before saying goodbye. This isn't to be morbid, but just a reality that there is something about the last time that provides a final leak with those loved ones. Think also of what is remembered of movies or TV shows or books or even in sports. Lots goes on in these forms of entertainment, but what goes on right before the end is what we will take away from it. We remember the regular season and playoffs in sports, but what we normally remember is what happens afterwards in the Super Bowl or in the World Series or the NBA Finals or the championship, whatever that kind of championship, we remember that the most. When a TV series ends, we normally remember the finale and how it made us feel or how, what it made us think about. How a book or movie ends usually affects how much we enjoy and remember that book or movie. Some powerful movie and book endings include Planet of the Apes, right at the end, it shows the Statue of Liberty, right? The destroyed Statue of Liberty. Infinity Wars, having, sorry, spoiler alert, uh, Infinity Wars, it's been like a few years, so Infinity Wars, having Thanos watch a sunset after seeing uh, the Avengers and others disintegrate. Charlotte's Web ends this way. It is not often that someone comes along who is a true friend and a good writer. Charlotte was both. Gone with the wind. After all, tomorrow is another day. <laughs> My mom is here, and she made us watch that a few times when we were kids. <laughs> it's the best movie. And how about Casablanca? Who can forget Rick saying, this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Today we're looking at some of the last words that Jesus spoke right at the end of his time with his disciples and the resounding impact they had on them and what that impact is still doing to this day. Our scripture comes from Matthew chapter 25 verses 31 through 45. Please hear now the reading of God's holy word. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate people from one another as a shepherd separates sheep from goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you. For the from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. 
I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in imprisoned and visited you? And the king will answer them. Truly, I tell you, just as you did it for the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on the left hand, you are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. And you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to the least of these, you did not do it to me. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks for your word. We ask that you would open it to us this morning, that you would open our hearts, open our minds. Let us hear from you today, Lord. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. As I said, these are some of the last words Jesus spoke. These happened on Tuesday of Holy Week. And they happened just outside of Jerusalem on the Mount of Olives. What we heard comes at the tail end of a sermon that takes two chapters of Matthew for, for Jesus to, to give. And it would be the last sermon he spoke to a big crowd, a gathering of his disciples like this before his death a few days later. Most of what Jesus talks about in this sermon sounds like a farewell speech. He is uh, taking time to prepare them for what was to come for when he would go, but also when he would come back. He was telling them of how they should handle it. And uh, this kind of confuses the, the crowd a little bit, uh, because they had been agreeing with him. Everything had made sense to them up until this point. From Palm Sunday when he rode in triumphantly to Jerusalem until now, he had been making sense, and now he was talking about his death and him coming back and what they were supposed to do. His overall message in this sermon is to be ready for when he would come back and, and for what was going to go on in the end times. But within this overall message, Jesus talks about what to be doing until he comes back. And that's when our passage comes in. As it is both about the end and what we are to be doing until that end comes. He uses the image of two animals uh, that, audience, that the audience there and most audiences, including us, would be familiar with, sheep and goats. Sheep and goats have differing personalities. The basics are that sheep will follow a shepherd and, and do what that shepherd says to do. But goats stubbornly will do neither. They will not follow a shepherd nor will they do what it says. They have to lean. <laughs> that was awesome. 
Jesus using the image of sheep and goats to separate people into two camps makes me think of how that is used a lot in uh, various forms of media and even in our everyday lives. And how people say something along the lines of this. They say, there are two types of people in the world, uh, X and Y, right? And they, they fill in that blank. Some examples of these are, there are two types of people in the world, leaders and followers. There are two types of people in the world, early birds and night owls. And then my, one of my favorites, there are two types of people in the world, those that like fire and liars. <laughs> we don't like fire. Jesus is saying there are two types of people in the world, sheep and goats. He says that in the end, uh, these will be separated. They will be separated into sheep and goats. When I was in Israel, when I was in Israel, I got to see both sheep and goats. There was a there was a shepherd there. We were in Bethlehem, and um, he came and he said, "Shoulders, shoulders." I was like, "Sure." And he put them on my shoulders like that. And uh, they do that for for small goats like that. Um, and then the next picture that we have, this is right outside of Jerusalem, kind of in the same area where Jesus was giving his sermon. And um, this is of a group, a flock of sheep and goats self-separating. We we called it uh, my group. We we thought of this. So the lighter colored ones are the sheep. The darker colored ones are goats. And then my favorite is right over there in the shade are the shepherds. <laughs> I never noticed that before. I looked at it this week. So. Shepherd, then the sheep and goats. So, um, but this, when we saw this, it made us think of this passage. And it, it made us think of it because of the separation that Jesus does here. And when we saw that they were self-separating, we were like, what's up with that? Is that normal? And nobody had an answer for us. But um, he, he separates it because the sheep understood the message that Jesus had give them, gave them. And, and the sheep do something about that message. Whereas the goats, they don't get the message and they do nothing about it. The sheep understand that seeing the needs of others and doing something about it is important because everyone matters to God. Seeing people as God sees us shows that each person has worth and that everyone deserves to be treated with dignity and respect. Feeding people, giving them something to drink, clothing them, Visiting the sick, the downtrodden in prison, uh, welcoming strangers is a way of life for the sheep. They can't help but help others because they know how blessed they are and they want to bless others. The goats, however, remain in that stubborn state and they, they just want to do things their own ways. They miss the chances to feed, clothe, visit, welcome, and give water to others. There are many reasons for this. One is selfishness. They think it is mine. I'm not sharing. A second one is they think they're better than others. A third is a scarcity mindset. I don't have enough. A fourth is apathy. Someone else will take care of these needs. And who cares anyways? And a fifth is spiritual blindness. They simply do not see other, the needs of others. And they don't care that they have needs. Whatever the reason, we don't want to be goats. We want to be sheep. Why do we want to be sheep? 
Well, for starters, to be sheep, you are following a shepherd. And in this case, those who follow Jesus follow the best shepherd of all time. To follow Jesus is to care about what Jesus cares about. And Jesus cares about every single person. And aren't we thankful for that? Because if Jesus cares about every person, it means that he cares about each of us. He cares about us even in our weakest, our hardest, our darkest moments. Jesus still cares about us even then. We may not think it, but at one point or another, each of us was in the least of these categories. One of those categories that we talked about. And someone helped us. Someone cared about us. Someone was Jesus to us. And now it is our turn. Our turn to be Jesus to someone else. Our turn to care for somebody else. Our turn to treat people like we would treat Jesus if he was standing right in front of us. Our turn to love on the least of these. And that is what Jesus says to us. Feed the hungry. Give water to the thirsty. Clothe the naked. Welcome the stranger. Care for the sick. Visit the imprisoned, the downtrodden. Because that is what Jesus did. And because when we do this for others, it's as if we're doing it for Jesus. What Jesus is boldly saying is that there is a God spark in each and every person, a spark waiting to be fanned into a flame. And when we care enough to help others, then we are helping to fan that flame that God put in them into a flame, that that spark into a flame. When we do this, this caring for the least of these, we do so not out of guilt, but out of love out of the love that we have been given by God. We love others. And we point them through our actions to the source of all love and care, to to Jesus, to the cross, to the Lord and Savior of us all. These last words to the crowd that Jesus made, they they impacted them. They were remembered. and, And they started to love on each other started to care for each other in a ton of ways. And that legacy has gone down through the centuries. From 2000, for 2,000 years, Christians have been known by their love and care for others. May we continue that legacy and impact our world in the name of Jesus. May we care and love on the least of these. And may we be the Lord's sheep. Amen? Let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks and praise for we are called to be your sheep, Lord. We are called to take care of the least of these. We are called to do this because we have been taken care of by you. Lord, help us each and every day to bless others that we have been blessed. We ask this in Christ's name. Thank you for joining us for our weekly sermon message. We hope this this has blessed you in some way. Please see our notes below for if you have a prayer request or if you would like to learn more about our church.